Welcome to The Sunday Soother, a podcast, newsletter, and community about authentic living and compassionate personal development. I'm your host, Katherine Andrews, a life coach, online teacher, and writer focused on self-reflection, mindfulness, and how to create meaning in our everyday lives in practical ways. Join me weekly for conversations about personal growth, spirituality, self-discovery, and self-care, and how we can navigate this messy world with hope and humanity. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sunday See There podcast. I'm Katherine Andrews, your host, a writer, teacher, life coach, human being, trying to figure out things along with you, and I'm so glad to have you here today. We are going to be talking about money in May on this podcast and another couple podcasts this month. I want to use the month of May as an opportunity to investigate our relationships with money and abundance. Things that can be traditionally quite hard for highly sensitive people, scratch that, humans overall. (laughs) We have so much conditioning around money, so much shame and guilt, um, so much fear, so much like just everything, your ancestral beliefs play in, your generational beliefs, your parental beliefs, your childhood beliefs, (laughs) your nervous system. Money really is an incredible lens. Actually, when you begin to look at your uh, money mindset and your money relationship consciously, it's a beautiful intentional path for growth um, because it mirrors almost everything that we struggle with when it comes to healing and wholeness. And it's a beautiful portal through which to reflect on our nervous system, reflect on our inner child wounds, reflect on our our shame and our fear of judgment. So I want to invite you to come along this money exploration um, journey with me throughout May. Um, And in particular, I want to invite you to join me tomorrow for a live workshop, though replays are provided, inside the Sunday Seether membership. It is called Increasing Your Abundance Mindset as a Highly Sensitive Person. And in it, I'm going to be discussing what blocks what we can call our abundance pathways. Um, A lot of us are, we, let me even back up. I believe that we generally have open portals for money to flow through. But if you think of us like a garden hose, we develop a lot of kinks (laughs) along the way in life that block the flow. And you can think of these as your pathways for abundance. So what's blocking the natural flow of abundance that does want to come into your life? Is it ancestral wounds? Is it limiting subconscious beliefs? Um, Is it childhood trauma? There's so much that can come into it. And I want to explore that with you through the lens of being a highly sensitive person. So the workshop is $44 and it's running live tomorrow, Monday, May 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern for about 90 minutes or so. Um, You do not have to sign up for the membership in a recurring fashion to to access this workshop. You can purchase it a la carte. So go to the sundaysoother.com slash membership and pick tier three. Um, purchase that $44. It'll get you 30 days of access to everything inside of the membership. And then after you watch the replay, you can cancel it, right? So you don't have to be in this recurring membership if that's not what's right for you right now. Um, but I hope I'll see you there. I think it'll be really lovely. Um, I think I teach money in a way that's interesting for people. You know, you've got your people out there who are your financial planners, your budgeters, right? People who can help you create a spreadsheet or whatever. But I want to teach you to look at money through an energetic lens, um, through an inner child lens and through a nervous system lens. And that's what we're going to do in our masterclass for me inside the Sydney Their membership. So 
with that in mind, I wanted to record today's podcast on a topic that I know um, similar that uh, that resonated with many of you that I recorded a couple of months ago. It was episode 195, I think, and it was called The Universe Loves a Creative Bitch. And today I wanted to talk about why money loves a creative bitch. <laughs> so I'm just going to be continuing the series on why, why energies out there love creative bitches. Um, and, but I do want you to think of it because it does give you a different lens of working with money and how your relationship is with money. Um, because I want you to start to think of money as scoping out potential business partners in the universe. <laughs> so if we're just pretending we're humans or whatever, and say that you were a startup founder or a leader of some sort, and you were looking for venture capital, you know, that's kind of seems like a messed up model in many ways, but let's just run with it as a, as a metaphor. Um, that venture capital investment firm would be looking for particular characteristics to know that they could trust you with their investment, that you had the skills that it would take to grow a startup, that your idea was viable and market tested, right? And I think money is looking at us in the similar ways, because in similar ways, not, not necessarily as a venture capital investment firm, but it's looking for certain qualities in people. And it's attracted to people that either inherently have those qualities or who learn to cultivate those qualities. So I want you to think, would money want to invest in you as a business partner? Because money wants to be used and it wants to be used well right? Um, It wants to be able to be propagated throughout the universe, throughout the earth. It wants to be used intentionally for the growth and expansion of projects, of of livelihoods of others. Um, And it wants to be used in, you know, in a a way that it's well managed, that it's respected. And a lot of us don't have that kind of relationship with money. We may have a timid relationship with money. We may have a relationship with money that is a little bit um, like, not hoardery, but we're, since we're a little scared of money, we're not using it in a generous manner, right? Um, And so today I want to talk about the qualities that I think that money loves to help you learn to cultivate them in your life if you want to call more abundance into your life, right? You know, and we have to remember that the universe generally wants to expand and grow and money is one pathway through which it does that, right? Money funds, um, food for people, money funds, innovation and ideas, money funds, space exploration. And the universe is, is interested in growing consistently and constantly. And money is a significant way through which it can do that. So it wants to be, it it gets attracted to the people who can do it in that way, who can use it in that way. So first off, I just want to let you know that money loves to be used (laughs) overall, right? I, I had a spiritual teacher once tell me, you know, don't hoard your spiritual tools. Like don't hoard your tarot decks. Don't hold your, hoard your crystals. Don't hoard your special candles. Don't hoard your um, smoke cleansing bundles. Those are medicine and they want to be used. So if your smoke cleansing bundle and your magic candles and your tarot decks are being um, stowed away in a cabinet because you don't want to sully them or you're trying to save them for a special occasion, that's not how they want to be. They're medicine and they want to be put into the world. And I think that's true of the energy of money as well. Money wants to be used throughout the world, right? And a lot of us are obsessed in a way of almost hoarding money. And I get it because we have been really wounded under capitalism. We have, you know, incredible scarcity mindsets right now. Um, But our focus in money has been on saving and accumulating money. And today I want to encourage you to think of ways in which you can generally spend money because money wants to flow. And actually when money begins to see you as a trusted partner in flow, more will come to you because it recognizes you as somebody who will recirculate that money into the universe. 
So if you're somebody who saves a ton of money, doesn't spend a ton, um, you know, isn't using its, their money in, in a way that's intentional and generous, it may be hard for you to, to get more money to come your way because money doesn't see you as a viable business partner because it's like, well, I'm not even being used with this person, right? They're just like tucking me in a way in a bank account well over the amount. I mean, trust me, I'm a person, I have a savings fund, I have retirement accounts, um, I have cash reserves, you know, I save money for my taxes, but I don't accumulate and save money in a manner beyond which would be reasonable for my expectations of life or what I need. And we all need like emergency funds and things like that. And I get that. But there comes a point at which we're like, and I've seen this a lot in my clients who are interested in starting businesses. They're like, okay, I want to save. If if I save $10,000, then I'll be able to quit my job and start my business. But then they get to the $10,000 savings mark and they're like, I actually need $30,000. And then you get to the $30,000 mark and it's like, oh my God, I need 50. That's hoarding energy, right? Whereas if you were to have trusted that $10,000 was going to be enough and you take the leap, the money would come to you because you were showing that you were open to receiving it and open to that portal flowing. So just overall, don't let money stagnate. Money loves to be used. Money flows. You know, we look at a pond, a stagnating pond, not any pond. Some ponds are beautiful and fine, but you know, this kind of like stagnating ponds or tide pools or whatever, they're not healthy. And um, in feng shui, money is correlated to the energy of water. Water represents money in feng shui. And so when we think about healthy water, we're thinking about the tides of the ocean coming in and coming out. We're thinking about healthy streams, creeks and rivers, right? We're thinking about that clear flow of money. It's in movement. And when money is still and not being used and not in movement, that's when it gets unhealthy. So first off, Money would want to invest in you as a business partner if you're using it, right? And then I do think there are flavors of using money that money likes to be used, right? So like um, money doesn't want to be used thoughtlessly or cruelly or as a weapon, but I do think money loves to be used intentionally. So we can all say, oh, I'd love more money. But when I'm talking about intentionally, I'm like, I want $1,200 more so I can book this trip to Colorado and stay at this hotel for five nights and budget for these three meals, whatever, right? Like when I'm talking about money wants to invest in you as a business partner, it wants to like see your plan for it to be used. And I think money is is generally judgment free. Um, So it's, you know, again, if it's like an evil or nefarious use, I mean... (laughs) (laughs) we've all seen money been used in that way. So I do think money is kind of neutral about the way it's used, but it does, I think, want a specific intention behind it. So first thing, if you want to improve your ability to be a business partner with money, have a plan for it, (laughs) right? Specifically name amounts. If you're like, oh, I want to, um, you know, buy a condo. That's something I really want to do. Well, have you like figured out exactly the amount of money that you're likely going to need, the amount of money you have saved, where you can pull from other funds, like what the loan, what the down payment would be. So like exactly the amount of money on hand you would need to buy that condo. That's the kind of intentionality and specificity that I'm talking about. Money also wants to be used creatively. And I know this is a hard one for us to believe because we can see that creative people, artists, whatever, Um, we have this weird limiting belief that you can't make money in a creative field, but money loves creative people and money loves to be used as a creative solution for things. Um, and so 
when you're using your money, are you being bringing a creative energy to it? Are you being innovative? Are you being unique? Are you being unusual in the way that you use money? Are you using it in ways that are surprising to money? I think money loves a good, <laughs> a good chuckle, right? And money also wants to be used generously. So I see so many of us claim that we want more money or we want to increase our abundance mindset, but we're like the people who are Venmo or Venmo requesting our friends $2 for a coffee. And there are some people, you know, some of us have been taken advantage of financially and we have a lot of money wounds. And so we can really be like tight fisted like that out of protection or fear of being taken advantage of. But money wants to be used generously. And and again, not mindlessly. I'm not saying, oh, just here's $100 over here and $500 over there. And I don't even care where it goes to. But do you have a generous spirit at whatever financial level you're capable of achieving, right? Do you tip a little bit extra where you can for really good service? Do you, you know, I have, (laughs) this is so funny, but I, you know, I often offer my workshops on a sliding scale. And I see people, you know, you never know anybody's situation, but I'll see plenty of people that I've worked with in the past buy at the lowest ticket price. And it's like, I, they have, I know they have generational wealth, they're homeowners, they make a good salary, right? And so who knows what's going on for them in that moment. But sometimes I think the energy behind it is like, I have to get the best deal and I have to spend the least money on things. And that's what's going to save me more money. And I'd like to offer you that it's a different perspective. When you can afford abundance, pay the abundance because money likes to be used with generosity, right? Money also likes to be used with power and purpose. Um, So money likes to remind you, again, that you're a creative bitch, to go back to the original concept of the Universe Loves a Creative Bitch podcast. Money loves when you get creative in creating it, right? Money doesn't love a passive business partner who's just like, huh, well, this is just too hard for me to do. I just don't know how to do this. I'm so incapable or it's so, the world is so unfair. I was just reading an article today about the director of All Quiet on the Western Front, and I, I cannot recall their name, but I think um, I think their pronouns are, are she, her. So I'll just say that. Um, and... She was trying to make this movie for 16 years, and she was a a very good triathlon, a triathlete, and she ran extra triathlons to fund the making of her movie because she was so single-mindedly focused on it and so invested in creating it. And who would say like, okay, you need to get funded in Hollywood by like running triathlons, but she got creative. She took a skill that she was already really good at. She put a lot of effort into it, of course, and she made her movie and it got like a ton of awards from what I recall. I haven't seen it myself. So are you being the creative bitch, right? Are you being the power purposeful, uh, you know, bitch that the universe loves? Somebody who can walk in and say like, I am going to figure this out. I may not know how this is going to work, but I'm willing to sit down, get creative, come up with multiple different options and, you know make this happen in whatever capacity that I can. And I talked about this in the episode of The Universe Loves a Creative Bitch. I talked about how I realized I wasn't going to make any money in February. And instead of just being like, oh my God, this is so unfair. I'm so scared. I sat down and I was like, well, what can I do, right? And we can lack so much creativity and personal agency around money because we also have the association that Money is um, only earned through our, our salaried job or whatever job that we're working at the time. But there's tons of different ways you can make money. Even, even 
you know, the, the, those amongst us who, who are struggling the most. It's not like everybody can make it at an equal amount, right? But those of us who have time and space and privilege, you can be making money in any number of ways. You can get really creative and purposeful and really reclaim your personal agency and say, like, I'm going to make $500 this month, right? Name an amount that you want to make and do some brainstorming. How could you make that $500? Um, maybe you sell a couple of things. Maybe you make a couple of things and you sell them. Maybe you sell some furniture. Uh, you know, really it's up to you. So there's there's just like a million different ways that you could be making money. And the universe kind of loves that energy too. Money also loves to be used gratefully. I, I see, and I struggled with this for a long time, I was not ever grateful for the money I had, and I was always kind of striving ahead to how I should have more. So how can you be grateful for what money you do have right now and what it allows you to do? Because money is watching you. <laughs> like, like it's a business partner. Money is watching you. And like future money is watching you, and it is looking at how you are treating current money. And if you're like, current money is like not enough. Ugh, like I never have enough. Why do I have so little money? Why does money hate me? Future money is like, mm, geez, <laughs> like, I don't want to go to her. She's, she's so sour about money. You know, like, why would I want to walk on over to that spot in the universe and be like, hey, use me because she's gonna get tired of me really quickly. She's going to get she's gonna like sour on me really quickly. So whatever gratefulness you can conjure, and again, because we have such scarcity mindsets, because the oppressive systems have, you know, really engendered these scarcity mindsets in us, um, it, it's hard to be grateful if you don't have as much money as you want. But I always say this, how you get there is how you're going to be when you get there. And having more money isn't magically going to make you more grateful for when you have that money. Being grateful for the money that you have now, whatever amounts it is, and what it allows you to do is the way in which more money comes down and how you will be grateful in the future. Because the amount will change back and forth, but your feelings will not change towards it. I trust if you have only $1,000 right now, when you have $10,000, you'll start thinking, oh, I should have $100,000. <laughs> and then when you have $100,000, you should be like, oh my God, I should have a million. And there's like no enjoyment of money in the present moment. And future money's watching and future money is like, that does not look like a fun investment for me. <laughs> And finally, I would say money wants to be used to support expansion and growth of others. Um, oh, not finally, second to last. Um, life, things that support life will always be supported by life. So this is something that really has helped me see how it's safe to begin to expand my business. It's safe to pay contractors. If I support the livelihood of contractors and other people who are working for my business, I will be supported. It's safe for me to hire, and I'm not talking just contractors in my business, contractors in my house, house cleaners, um, people who help me out in the yard, people who repair my car, people who repair my house. If I am sustaining the life of my house, the life of my business, and through that I'm paying other people, I will be supported, Right. Um, and if my business helps other people increase their abundance, I will be supported because the universe wants that too, right? And so look at how you're using money. Does it support expansion and growth of others? You know, whether it's that you're donating it to people, you're working on a business that helps the expansion and growth of others, you are, you know, managing money so that you can float through to your employees, you're tipping well, right? Like life will always support that which supports life. <laughs> so using money in the support and expansion and growth of others because the universe wants constant expansion 
is a beautiful way to think about money. And finally, money wants to be used in a well-managed and respectful way. Money, again, future money is looking at you. And future money is looking at like the container in which you're going to put it in. And if you're going to put like money in a container where you're barely looking at it, you don't even know how much is there, um, you treat it poorly, you don't treat it with respect, you, you spend it mindlessly on like crap stuff that's poorly made and, you know, exploitative of the people who made it and stuff like that you know, money's going to know that money wants you to have a relationship with it. It wants you to sit down and look at it and be like, this is the amount of money I have. This is what I can spend. This is where I need to save a little bit. Um, I'm going to put this money in this savings account over here and I'm going to manage this cash flow over here. Right. So like learning, you know, a lot of us have a really anxious, anxious attachment style with money, but a ton of us have a super avoidant attachment style with money. We're just like not looking at the numbers and money wants to be looked at money wants It's like a garden. I mean, overall, like you could employ anything, <laughs> to, any metaphor to a garden, a well-managed garden is tended to daily, right? You're intentional about the seeds that you plant. Um, you put loving care and sunshine and water into it. You choose to grow it, you know, you grow it to sustain your fa- yourself, your family, your community. Um, but if you let the garden just kind of run rampant without any attention, it's going to be overgrown, like weeds will come in, some of the plants will bolt. And you need to make sure that the, the garden has its boundaries, that it has its secure beds, that it is being managed for weeds, that you put up fencing around it if you need to, um, if critters are getting in, you know, things like that. And money wants to be managed the same way in which a well-managed garden is, right? It wants you to look at it. It wants you to pay regular attention to it. And it wants you to do it with respect and, and honoring it, I would really say. I mean, I think money wants to be honored overall. Um, because it's a powerful force. And, you know, money, money has a playful energy, but it takes itself seriously. And it wants you to take it seriously, too. So I hope this is a little bit fun (laughs) thinking about would money want to invest in you as a business partner, right? Remember, future money is watching. And I'm not saying that like in a a threatful way, like you better get your money mindset right, or you're going to be like poor forever. But you know, money's watching and future opportunities are watching too. So that's why like how you are right now with the money you have is going to invite in more abundance and more opportunities in the future too. So I hope that's helpful. We'll be diving a lot more into this and plenty of other money concepts in May's masterclass on money inside the Sunday Seether membership. So I hope to see you there and uh, just sending all of my love and abundance for you for the week ahead. That's it for this week's Sunday Seether. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a moment, go on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. That's how other people find this podcast and the message of hope and compassionate personal growth I'm hoping to spread to many more people just like you. You can find me on Instagram at Katherine Andrews and find out more about the Sunday Seether at thesundayseether.com. You can also check out my services, courses, and coaching at katherinedandrews.com. Have a great day ahead.